folks and welcome to episode 30 of Nature Therapy Online. I'm Stephen McCabe. I'm a nature therapist or ecotherapist living in Scotland and thanks very much for tuning into my podcast. So for those of you who are new and I know there's a lot of regular listeners and I appreciate you being back but I thought it's always worth just recapping on what ecotherapy is or nature therapy. They both mean the same thing, both of those terms, and they refer to any activities that connect you with nature for your mental health and well-being. So it's not a branch of psychotherapy, although it can be if a psychotherapist or counsellor wants to work with nature. It's not a special way of gardening, although it can be if a gardener wants to bring mental health and well-being into their life in that way. There are all kinds of different ways of being an ecotherapist and of working with nature. People do it with art. I've got a friend who does it with archaeology. It's an amazing vast field because nature is everywhere and it benefits us in whatever way we want to engage with it. So today, I'm taking a little trip down to the river again. And I'll probably be doing a lot of this on the podcasts. So you can probably hear that I'm outdoors. I'm out with my dog, Euro. That's like the currency, Euro. E-U-R-O. A few people have been asking me about that. So, there we go. Think of cash on legs, that's my dog. And we're in this ancient graveyard in the little village where I live in Midlothian, Scotland, and I'm walking towards the river. And at the back of the graveyard here, there's some gorgeous old oak trees that I'm approaching. And Yoro's just taking a little poo underneath one of them, so that's kind of... Um, yeah, given a new element. It was all a bit too idyllic then, I think. Thanks for that, Yoro. So I'm here under the, the yew tree. Yoro's finished, thankfully. And I wanted us to come together through this amazing technology that we have that I certainly haven't taken for granted during COVID lockdowns. But to come together through different time zones, in different countries, in different places, and at different times, to tune in with the sound of water again. I did this not so long ago on a podcast and the feedback was really positive and I'm not surprised because 
the sound of water, I think, is just one of the most therapeutic and calming sounds. So as I'm down at the back of the graveyard here, I've come into this little, it looks, it's kind of like an ancient woodlands really, this little section at the back of the, at the back of the cemetery. It's all moss and old dead trees and living trees and no pathway. Even at this time of year, the depths of winter in Scotland, there's still an abundance of life amongst all of the death. And now we come into this tiny little stream that's leading into the river. And I'm going to be silent for a couple of minutes, like last time. And I want you, wherever you are now, and whatever you're doing, whether you're lying in bed or you're in the car or on your way to work or you've got headphones in, you're doing the cooking, whatever you're doing, I want you to pay attention to this sound of the stream. And as you're paying close attention, every time your mind wanders, just bring it back to the sound of the stream. And I want you to notice what thoughts, what images, and what feelings come into your mind. Now I'm gonna be quiet for a moment and leave it with you. do you feel? Just notice the images that the sound brings to mind. going to walk a little closer where the stream meets the river and let's try it again with the stronger sound of water. How does this sound make you feel?
maybe there are memories surfacing images from fairy tales or just a sense of being of calm This is a really simple, but I think profound activity to do because we don't do enough of this. I'm just moving away from the river a little now to give Yoro a bit more of a walk. But this is something we forget to do all the time. And that's just to engage with nature, with our senses, to allow the thoughts just to come and to go. Not just with the water, but these sounds underneath my feet. The sounds of the earth, the feeling of it. The water is just this especially profound thing. Why does it make us feel so calm? What feels so liberating about it? Is it because it's where we come from? I don't know, but I want you to think about what thoughts and images came up for you then? And what feelings? Because we will all have different associations and they're not all universal, so I think a sense of calm is definitely something that comes up for at least most of us. But again, it probably wouldn't be all of us. Perhaps some of us out there might have fallen into the river and, you know, had a traumatic experience at one point and maybe the sound of the river is actually scary. Some of us will have different stories in our minds, different memories. And that's the thing that sometimes nature brings up our own experience and our shared cultural stories, you know, fairy tales, myths. Sometimes they're lurking at the back of our mind as well. For me in this part of Scotland, when I'm by these streams, it always makes sense to me uh, the Scottish mythology and, and, and where it comes from and the idea of fairies and small beings who live by the water and wider in European mythology, you know, trolls and creatures that guard the water. There's just some sense of, of understanding that when I'm by the water that we would be inspired to create characters and, and beings like that. But that also begs a question, doesn't it, of do I think that because I've heard the stories or were those stories inspired strongly by the feeling of being by the water? Would we invent stories like that anyway? And these kinds of questions are, on the one hand, really important to ask because I think memory and nature can be a double-edged sword. I think our memories 
can be so strong with nature and they can really help us to get back in touch with how powerful it is. And I engage with my memory all the time and I hold a lot of nature memories really dear. They're really precious to me. And yet, at the other hand, on the other hand, how I started to engage with nature again as an adult was by practicing mindfulness and actually letting my thoughts and my memories come and go and appreciating nature in the here and now as it is as much as I can and could without the burden of memory. And sometimes that's when we see things in the fresh light. So sometimes we have these amazing memories. Oh, you know, like I loved it by the sea when I was a child. So I try to recreate it by going to the sea. But then when we try to recreate and we look for the same things, we're actually missing other miraculous sights. Maybe when we're looking out into the sea because we once saw a dolphin swimming we're not looking closer to the shore where there's a, a rare bird has just arrived feeding. And these are all different things and different approaches to engage with, with nature. By all means, hold on to those precious memories and, and, and engage with them because they help tie us in with nature, but also do the opposite at times as well. And that's let thoughts come and go and just be with nature and let it speak as it is without our own memories and prejudices. So you'll hear now I'm back to where we started. Almost, I'm back up the hill out of this little wood, ancient woodlands valley, walking away from the river and back in the graveyard to these super old gravestones here. And I want to say thank you very much for tuning in to my little podcast. Please tune in again. Tell your friends about it. And I want to let you know that in February, I'm running an online nature therapy group. And a group of us, a small, really small community of us across different time zones and in different parts of the world are going to spend a month engaging with our local nature and sharing those experiences with each other. And if you want to join us, head over to naturecourses.info and you can find all the information there. It would be really lovely to see you there. And of course, if you're listening in retrospect and it's way past February, which is what most people do with podcasts, head to naturecourses.info anyway, because I always have lots of courses there. So I just wanna, wanted to give that little plug before I finish the podcast. That's the podcaster's prerogative, you see. And I'm uh, going to bid you goodbye. Me and Yoro, noisy Yoro. Yes, you did have a little, nice little bark for the listeners, yes. And I hope you have a lovely week ahead, whatever's going on, wherever you are. Take care and enjoy nature and have a lovely week. Bye-bye. Visit me online at naturetherapyonline.net.